Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. Uh, we say this every week, joined as always by Ryan Merkin from Your Prep Sports, recording on Wednesday, September 8th at about 11.30-ish a.m. We tell you guys each week that we're unprepared. Um, I, we, it may not be more true than, than it is this week. <laughs> My final words to Rob before I hit the button to you, I said, Rob, this is going to be bad. And I said, we'll fumble through, which we'll do. Well, my goal is always to have my football capsules done, completed. I usually publish those on Thursday and to have those done by the time that we pod on, on you know, normally Wednesday around noon, Wednesday around 11, because th- those are, you know, that's kind of my research on these teams each week where I you know, get into the stats and get a little bit more. I'm a stats guy. Those things are probably, probably too much stats and those that a lot of people like my, my, Upon further review this this week on, on Solon's offense was largely stat-based. I really like to look at the statistical side of things as much as I can get from these games. You, know, you don't have access to everything, um, but I really like the stats, and so I like to have that done. I Last week, I wasn't quite done. I had a couple of games I hadn't finished. This week, Rob, I'm done with those, and I still feel really unprepared to, for our podcast today, So, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm all off with Monday being the holiday. It just kind of throws this week off a little bit. So did manage to get my Cyhawk preview done already. Yeah, with, so that's good. With the uh, with Labor Day on Monday and then the the Cyhawk game on Saturday, it's a it, it really throws Rob's week for a really throws Rob's week off. Makes it a wild week for you. Yeah, I struggle enough with staying on task. So with a day off, it just kind of (laughs) compresses, condenses everything, condenses the struggle. Um, Where should we start? Um, Let's start with volleyball. We were at volleyball last night. Yeah, we were at volleyball last night. A good crowd over at Iowa City West High School. A uh, good student section. Happy. uh, That's the second volleyball match that I've been at. One at City, one at West. And really, uh, really impressed with – the support that the you know these teams are getting from their student bodies i think it was beach night last night at west high people dressed up in hawaiian shirts and stuff and uh it was warm enough in that gym to uh to justify that um, i don't know nobody else seemed hot i was just i felt hot maybe it was because i was wearing my mask or what but yeah it was a little bit warm so got some photos on that ryan's got a great story on your prepsports.com and uh West High continued to uh, to impress early season. It, Rob, we're just talking about how much of a 
like how how off we're going to be in this podcast and how we're going to like have to you know piece it together and we have we're not prepared as soon as you started talking volleyball in my head before you even said anything I was like yeah I didn't mention how good the atmosphere was last night <laughs> so we're Rob and I are already synced up um no it's cool Rob we we've been to we were at City Liberty which is you know cross town and everything but we talked on here about how good the atmosphere was there in, in City's new gym and everything and Two the two high school matches I've been to now, the weekday matches, you know, Saturday tournaments are, are a little different. And, and I was at a quad uh, at Clear Creek to open the season, which there was a good atmosphere there. But these two MVC matches we've been to have had great atmospheres. And and that's really cool because oftentimes with everything that kids have going on during the week, um, even for basketball, we've talked about this. You know, it's tough to have really good atmospheres for some of these games, but good atmosphere last night and, and good volleyball. Um, you know, we, we talked about West early and, and they're a team that I thought could be really improved. And then, the, the, you know, they, they were swept by Kennedy, who's a solid team in the opener. And, you know, since then they have some really good wins, beat Bettendorf, beat Cedar Rapids Xavier last week in an MVC match, beat Pleasant Valley. So they've got some really good wins, lost a couple tough ones, um, at a good, at a very good Mount Vernon tournament last weekend. It's always good. Lost to Dyke, who is you know, maybe the best team in the state, one of the best teams in the state, any class in uh, Dyersville Beckman. But they looked really good last night, Rob. What really stood out to me and, and wrote about this in my story, so you can, like Rob said, you can find them on the site, but they served really well, really aggressively, and then they were really good in the back row, I thought, especially the last two and a half sets. Um, and that's, I mean, you can have all the hitters in the world, uh, they have a really nice setter too. Emma Stammeyer is a good, a, a good, she's only going to get better. She's only a sophomore. Um, and they've got hitters this year. They've got some size in the middle. They've got some really athletic kids on the outside. They've got hitters. Uh, they have, you know, veteran hitters. Um, but you can line all that up and hammer the ball in, in pregame and do all those things. And if you can't pass, you know, I mean, it's really, really, really hard if you can't stay in system to be successful in volleyball. And last night they had, I think it was five kids with at least five kills which shows how in system they were because they were able to set, you know, basically middles outside to get the ball to the pin. They were able to set all, all their hitters and you can only do that if you're passing well. So I thought they were really good in the back last night. And that's kind of when I see teams early in the season, that's kind of what I look at because ultimately, um, you know, you need every facet to play at a really high level, especially in five a uh, and they're ranked ninth in five a. And to be honest with you, they were preseason ranked. I think they were top 15. I, I'm going to say they were 12. And they were a team that I thought could take a huge jump this year. But when they jumped up to nine, I was like, all right, you know, now you got it. I mean, if you're in the top 10 in 5A, you're playing really good volleyball. And we talked about this last week about how we hadn't seen them yet and we were coming over and uh, on Tuesday. And I was really, really impressed. I think that team, I was impressed because I don't, I thought they were really good, but I don't think they've, they've reached their ceiling yet, if that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I think with some of the youth and some of the, pieces that they're putting together, they can still get a lot better because um, they're still a relatively young team too. But I, I, I really enjoyed watching them last night. I think by the end of the year, as we said, start at the start of the season, they're going to be a really tough out um, when you get into the postseason. So it's too early to start talking postseason, but if they can hang around in the top 10, um, you're, you're probably avoiding Liberty. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're in that top 10, probably, you never know. But if you can stay in that 10 to 11 range, you know, assuming that Liberty stays in that one, two range uh, throughout the year, you're probably going to avoid them in the postseason, which is important because 
not just because they're Liberty, but because they're one of the best teams in the state. So we can talk more about that as we get going, but really impressed by West last night, Rob. Yeah, really nice balance, as you said, from, you know, in the front and the back, good balance, pretty well-rounded, uh, and we'll have a uh, good measuring stick on Saturday, Ryan. They play Liberty huh. in the Carolina, Caroline Found Extravaganza and then also Clear Creek Amana. So some local flavor to that really um, important event in the area and a uh, chance for them to, to match up with Liberty. They – and it sets up like this. They go to that Mount Vernon tournament, which is always really good because Mount Vernon's always really good. And they've had Dyke at that for a while, who who is always like elite level in the state. Um, and then they have the Caroline Found meet um, on this Saturday almost every year. It's almost always Iowa State Saturday. That's a really, really good tournament. And then this year, um, they're going to Liberty's tournament too, which has Dyke and, and I, I can't remember if it's Valley or Dowling, but I mean, it's it's loaded too. Um, Liberty is really loaded their tournament. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great thing for West because they are going to see that in, in Liberty is similar. And I kind of wrote about this in my preseason story with Liberty, but both those teams, you're not, by the time you get to, to October, there's not going to be a, there's not going to be a lot that those teams haven't seen, you know, as far as level of, of competition wise. I mean, when you're playing the Dykes and you're playing the teams like that, like, you know, and, and like I said, you know, beat a Pleasant Valley, a team that's really, really good, highly ranked. So they're going to have seen it all by the time they get to, you know, the MVC tournament in, in the postseason. So I think that's a plus. Yes, for sure. City also won last night. Three sets against Wash. Um, anything else in the volleyball area you want to hit on? Um, Liberty dropped a couple um, last week, and I'm, I cannot remember – it was another Central Iowa tournament, right? They seem yeah, it was, and I just can't remember. I think it was – I can't remember which one it was, um, which I wanted to say that correctly. Um, they were at Valley. Okay, they were at Valley. They were at Centennial the weekend before. I wanted to say that right. Um, but, yeah, they, they beat Dowling in, in Waukee Northwest, lost to Valley and lost to Ankeny, um, and they'd beaten Valley the previous weekend in Ankeny, at Ankeny Centennial. So, in Valley – back all top ten teams? They're yeah, top 10, right? Yep. And and so their Liberty tournament, the 25th of this month, uh, just I bring it up. We can talk more about this later, but just because uh, I had mentioned it, you know, previously when talking about West, you've got West and Liberty, Pleasant Valley, Dyke, New Hartford, Mount Vernon, and in West Des Moines Valley. I think I said it was Valley or Dowling. So loaded there. But I, I just wanted to comment on Liberty because we've talked about him so much. Like, that's kind of the nature of 5A volleyball right there. And anyone that's listened to this for volleyball talk already knows that. But, by, I mean, I talked to Randy Dolson before the season, and he's just like, you know, we're not – with the way we put our schedule together, we're not, we're not going to be, you know, 36-1 and one or whatever like they were. I think they had two losses last year. He's like, that's – if we are, great. You know, he's like, that's, that's what we're trying to do. But he's like, that's kind of the nature of 5A volleyball. You see it – they beat Valley in two – lose to Valley in two. These teams are so good. I mean, you're going to have those thin margins. That type of stuff's going to happen. So when that came across my feed, uh, the results from that last weekend, I looked at, um, you know, you look at the scores, you look at the stats, et cetera. There's nothing. I wasn't like, it didn't, not only did it not concern me, it didn't surprise me really. Like you go to these tournaments and you're going to, you're going to play four matches in a day that are going to be really tough to win. I mean, you look at the, their loss to Ankeny, it's 21-19, 22-20, 
15, 13. And that's kind of what I'm talking to talking about. So it's like you play a three setter, you know, it's decided by the fewest amount of points that it can be decided. Mm-hmm. By. And that's exactly what you expect in all those, you know, in all those matches. So I just wanted to mention that about that. Oh, and, and I should mention incredible win for Clear Creek last night. Dropped the first two, um, dropped the first two sets to, to Benton community wow. and came back and won that in five. And speaking of, I want to see if I can find it because I, I had it down before, but speaking of as few as being separated by as few of points as possible, Benton wins the first one 28-26, Rob. Benton wins the second one 26-24. Then Clear Creek wins 25-19, 26-24, and 15-13. Um, that's a heck of a high school volleyball match yeah. right there. So, And that's another team that, you know, we haven't talked about a ton, saw them on, on opening night. Um, they're going to be really tough by the end of the year. I mean, they're already a very good team, but um, they're only going to get better. Uh, so that's, that's an impressive win for them last night. Um, Blissbeck had 25 kills. Calu Club had 17 kills um, in that five setter. So they're going to be really, really good. Seven, they're up to seven and two. Um, and they've got some, they've got some good uh, competition coming up too. So they go to, they're at West on Saturday. Um, and that's a, that's, I mean, they're going to be tested there, you know, they'll play West. I think, I think they have Prairie and Liberty. So uh, that's a great, a great opportunity for them to kind of see where they stack up against some of those top five, a programs. So again, we'll get more into it as we go forward, I'm sure, but I'm still making my way around. I think I've seen every area team once now. Um, and now, you know, we've got Regina West branch next week, Rob, which, will, yeah. which is always good. And, and those teams are both, um, I think better than where they've been in the last couple of years. So that one excites me to see those two teams up against each other. Saw those teams briefly a couple of weeks ago at, at uh, West branches tournament at Regina. So uh, excited to see that and then get back out and see Solon and clear Creek again in more of a traditional format rather than the, the quadrangular format that they were in that, in, in that opening week. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to see the area teams challenge themselves. It doesn't do Liberty any good to play you know, teams that they can just walk over. So good to see them get challenged during the season. That'll prepare them for the postseason, as Ryan said. Um, Cross-country-wise, Ryan, um, was a Tipton meet last night? It was. Um, Solon won both of those. They, they continue to really impress. Um, their girls moved up to second in the 3A rankings, Rob. They've been really impressive to start the year. I think I talked about this early, but um, – they had such a deep roster last year, really with, they were really had good competition for not just the sixth and seventh spot, but really almost all their varsity spots. They had really good competition where, especially early in the year, they had multiple kids going in and out of the varsity lineup. They have even more of that this year. Um, they've added a couple of kids that have jumped almost immediately into their top four or five. Um, they're really good. You know, I mean, Ballard was preseason number one and dropped this week. I haven't dug super deep into that, but, you know, Sioux City Helan's number one, Solon's number two. I'm kind of curious, like, how – if they've – they were fifth last year in 3A, you know, how much of that gap they've closed or where they're at statewide. It's it's also, you know, September 8th. So we're, we're still, you know, two months away from the end of the cross-country season. Um, the differences between weather and courses and all that stuff. But 
Emmy Williams has another really good, a really good group on both boys and girls. Um, Britt Cabla and, and Gabe Hinman finished first and second yesterday at Tipton. And Tipton's always a solid team. They have a good freshman. They have some good kids. Um, Bellevue was there. So Regina was there. Uh, Regina, Rob, is really – watch Regina. Uh, their boys jumped into the rankings this week. Aiden O'Neill is running really, really, really well for them. I saw him, you know, to Bob Brown last week, last Thursday, which is a really good meet for Regina. Uh, it's just, it's filled with bigger schools, uh, Western Dubuque, Solon, Liberty's there, boys and girls. So um, he's running really, really well. The Regina boys are much improved. Uh, watch, we will keep talking about, but watch both of those. Their girls have done it the last couple of years where they take some lumps at these meets with big schools and, and they don't have, you know, top one and two finishes, but they're finishing fifth, sixth, against all these much bigger schools. And then when they get to the 1A postseason, um, they really put it together. And Chad Swope is, is back coaching Regina again, um, which is awesome to see. I always like to see Coach Swope. But their, their boys are really coming on. I was really impressed by them at Bob Brown. And then they had good times uh, last night at Tipton, too. So just I'm saying it now. Watch those. Don't get too caught up in where their team finishes are, where their kids finish these meets. But Watch where they're at, you know, relative to other other 1A schools. They're going to be right there at the state meet, you know, in, in, a, in a couple months. Yeah, it will be uh, tomorrow, uh, September the 9th is the – what's this Cedar, Rap, Cedar Rapids meet called? There's a bunch of them up there that I've been at. at uh, I think the, this is the – is this the Eastern Iowa Invitational? I don't know. I can't I don't know. It's, it's like districts and regionals and, and – and the there, like, I can't, I can't keep track. Yeah, there's several different ones, and I'm probably going to say it wrong, but this um, one's uh, where they and this one's at uh, Knoll Ridge. This one's at Seminole Valley. Seminole Valley, yeah. Oh. I, knew I, did. I had a 50 50 shot there, and I got it. <laughs> now, we'll get a chance to see, um, you know, some of the 4A schools in our area tomorrow, Rob, for the first time, but City Girls and West Girls were both at, I should mention, we're both at Pleasant Valley on Saturday, which is a really good meet. Um, an Illinois team won the girls and Minnesota team was second Then Pleasant Valley and Johnson, who I think are second and third right now. We're, we're third and fourth, second and third in Iowa. Um, and city was fifth. So they ran really well. And West was seventh. Um, and again, the, you're talking, you're saying fifth and seventh. I mean, the times that the, you know, that this Illinois and the Minnesota team had were, were exceptional and that's that's a really good meet so I was pretty impressed by by those two and how they ran and and on the boys team on the boys side uh Alex McCain won the boys meet you know West senior he's off to an awesome start won his first two meets um Ford Washburn was fourth West was or excuse me City was fourth West was fifth so that's a really good I mean that's a really good way for both those teams to to start that's a that's a legit meet so I almost forgot about that one with that being on Saturday. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Um, McCain's running incredible. Um, and City Boys and West Boys are going to be, you know, really, I mean, top top five teams, I think. West started outside the top ten, but I, I think they're going to be right there, Rob. I think they just – people kind of had to see, I guess, what they had apparently. But they're tough. McCain is a stud. We talked about him a little bit last week. He's, he's a um, state championship caliber contender state championship contender for sure and 
I don't know, maybe for some people it is. That's not for me and you. I know we talked about it, like that's not surprising at all. We've seen him the last couple of years, what he could do when he was, you know, when he was out there and fully healthy and everything. He's 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 a stud. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we've got some real hammers in our area this year, too. So it'll be fun. That's the one thing we've had great cross country teams. But on the boys side, we haven't had one of those guys that's going to run at the front of the packet state for for a couple of years, probably, you know, all the way down. Um Clear Creek obviously had some really talented kids in 3A um, medalists, but I think we've got a couple guys that can run at the very front of that pack at, at State, Rob, which is which adds another, you know, you have the team race and then you have the kind of individual thing, which they go hand in hand, but it adds different, it adds another element of fun, even, you know, even for people like me to kind of cover that as well. So I'm excited about that, see where those guys are at in a month and then where they're at, you know, in, in almost two months when the season wrap, starts to wrap up. Slide over to football here. Uh, we've got three unbeaten teams left in the area. City High, which is in the rankings, went six this week. In they are, yep, first AP poll. Put it out last night, tweeted it, and realized that I'd written 4A for everything, including the headline for everything that's actually 5A. So if you see that, you don't need to point it out to me. I'll figure it out eventually, but. It's 5A. The largest class of football is 5A now. I, Rob, that more than regionals or sectionals or districts or whatever we're calling the postseason, that I don't care about that. I mess it up all the time, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. I, I just write postseason now or playoffs because everyone knows. But the 4A, the 4A, 5A thing, Liberty is 4A. Clear Creek is 4A. So if I say 4A, people are like, Oh, City High is not 4A because, you know, Cedar Rapids, Washington is 4A. So you can, it's, but after an entire lifetime of 4A being the largest football class, I'm really struggling with that one. That's, that's a major, my, that's major shift and you'll get it by the end of the season. That's my rant. And then next year we'll go back to four classes. <laughs> if, that happens, <laughs> if that happens, I'll never, I'll never be able to figure out what's going on. Uh, City High 2-0, Regina 2-0. Solon 2-0. Um, Solon and, and City High. City High is at Ames this week. Solon plays host to Williamsburg. Regina, unfortunately, had its game at Mid-Prairie canceled, uh, postponed, forfeited, I guess. Regina, so Regina goes to 3-0, correct? They do. That's the, that's the way I understand it. Okay. So, so. they're already – so they're the – they're the first three and O team in the area. And we haven't even gotten the Friday night yet. And city high will be at Ames attempting to yep. get to three and O before next week's showdown with Dowling. Uh, and then Solon will play host to Williamsburg. I saw a little bit of Williamsburg on opening night right. against Regina. Um, I would think the way Solon's playing right now, if it plays up to its potential should be three and O as well. So um, those those three teams right now are at the top of the heap, but I would not. We were at the West Branch game on Friday. That was just a tough, physical. You know that game could I could have saw that game going either way. Um, West Branch just made more mistakes, you know. Yeah. And and, and Waterloo, Columbus played cleaner and took advantage. So um, I'm I'm not down on West Branch after that game. I I don't think that that's a game that will define its season. No, and they've look. They've got some things to figure out on offense. I'm not gonna. I mean, and they have 
Um, John Hirschman is one of my favorite coaches in the area. And, and not only is he a really nice guy, but he's a really good football coach. When you look at what they've done offensively for a long time, like they're going to get some stuff figured out. They just, they like, I'm, I'm being honest. Like they have some things to figure out on offense, but as I'm watching that game, they have something, they have a couple things that they can really hang their hat on Rob. Like not every team, whether it's high school or college needs to be able to score, you know, 40 points a game or 35 right. points a game to be successful. When I say that, look, they're going to score points the next two weeks and they don't play pushover teams. McCoken Valley and Louisa Muscatine are going to see this as an opportunity to beat uh, one of the best one, a programs in the state for the last three decades or whatever. So they're going to come to play, but they're going, they've played some really good defensive teams, Lisbon and Waterloo Columbus. You look at Columbus, almost everybody had them ranked preseason. They lose to Dyke uh, new Hartford. Who's, you know, I think six this week, they're really good. So you're going to look at them at the end of the year and they're going to have a really good record. And, and you watched them. They're talented, tough team, but they've got West Branch has some things to figure out offensively. But I was really impressed by what they did defensively against that Waterloo Columbus team. Their combination for 1A football, their combination of quarterback, running back, receiver, like they have some real playmakers. Um, West Branch gives up 17. Um, and that was with, you know, kind of some, I don't want to say fluky, but I mean, like they 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 ha- they had a chance to you know keep that more like a like a ten six game. I mean, it was tied. It was wasn't tied. It was seven six, I guess. But um, they're really good defensively. Their linebackers, Cole Bailey, Andy Henson, and then Drake Barry, and, and some of those guys up front like Logan Wright. They're they have something to really build around um, defensively. Rob, they're going to be in most every game, I think, because of how good they are defensively, and. They're, you get some confidence with a bunch of new guys on offense, you know, these next two weeks, and we'll see where they're at offensively, but they don't have to score 35 or 30 to be successful. Um, I think they can win a bunch of games in the 20s, um, but you're exactly right. When you think of West Branch, you think tough, disciplined, hard-nosed football, um, and they just made some mistakes that you don't normally see West Branch teams make uh, on Friday night. So they clean those up a little bit, and they're going to be in every game you clean those up a little bit and they're going to win a bunch of games. I'm with you. I'm not hitting the panic button on West branch. Uh, They have a tough road. We talked about it. They have a tough schedule, you know, Minneapolis and Virginia in their district and, and even Wilton and Durant um, have some playmakers that, you know, you got to take care of, but after watching them on defense, they're going to be in all those games. They're just going to have to find a way to, to clean some stuff up, clean some stuff up on offense um, and find a way to, to get some big plays out of their offense, which, I think they have playmakers. I mean, you look at their receivers and, and obviously Andy Henson and I back and they've got some guys that can make plays. I just think they need, they've got had a lot of moving parts and they need to kind of get everything clicking at once, but I'm not down on West branch either, Rob. I think that's a good observation. Yeah. And Columbus had a good game plan. They stacked the box, take Henson away and made West branch try. And that's what West branch, like you said, John will figure it out. He'll figure out how to loosen up defenses a little bit, misdirection. There's ways to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly think that they'll get better uh, on that side of the ball as the season goes on. And, I, and like you said, they're stout defensively. Yeah, and again, you know, I'm sure that was the game plan anyway. Then you get there and it's kind of a damp night. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, and, and you just – there wasn't a lot of ball security issues, I didn't think. Uh, there was a drop here or there, um, you know, whether it be like on, on a muff punt or – I mean, there was a little bit of it. But when, when I was down on the field after the game and you were down there, it was – it was pretty wet, you know, yep, and so it's it like that, I'm sure that was the plan anyway. 
you know, first year starter at quarterback, really good running back. You're going to bring a bunch of guys into the box. And then as the game played out, I think they realized, I think they just kind of went to it even more and more and more with based on the, the, you know, weather conditions too, but yeah, they'll be fine. I, I mean, again, I think they have a really good chance here these next couple of weeks to, to be three and one, um, which, you know, if you looked at their schedule, the way they started, you know, Lisbon, Waterloo, Columbus, and you said, Hey, you guys are going to be three and one, which you got to win two football games. I mean, you're going to Maquoketa Valley. They're one and one. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to walk off the field when you show up there and then the wise Muscatine at home. But, you know, they have a really good shot. I think Rob to be three and one. If you told those guys a month ago, that they'd be three and one going into October. I think they'd take it. So I think they have a chance to be where they want to be. Nice bounce back last week by Iowa City West, Ryan, uh, 42 to seven winners at Muscatine. Uh, they're up at Dubuque Hempstead, who's 0-2 this year. Um, did have Pleasant Valley uh, last week, and that's a, a tough game. But uh, good opportunity for West High this week to, to get that second win. And uh, Kennedy, I, Kennedy, I think, is a pretty good team. So that, that 5A in this side of the state is pretty tightly bunched, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good call. So I actually, I kind of did a double take yesterday. Um, you know, we use the AP poll. Uh, and I, I think I saw somewhere there was 13 voters in this initial poll. But, you know, the, the AP poll, the AP voters, um, you know, have Kennedy second in 5A, which I thought was, a, I don't think it's wrong. Who I Kennedy play last week? It. Um, uh, they had a good, Bettendorf. They okay. had a good win. They were impressive. Um, yeah, you beat West and Bettendorf. Yeah. That, that's yeah. pretty good. 28 in 28-7 over Bettendorf. Um, yeah, I mean, you've started with any year over the past, I know I say this all the time, <laughs> any year over the past seven, eight, nine, ten, you start the season, and I don't care who you are, and you say, Hey, you open up, you beat Iowa City West, you beat Bettendorf. People are gonna be like, Oh, okay, you're a top After five. After losing team, you know? Max White and Connor Cole. Yeah, I mean starters. you're a top five team. So give them some pro- and that, again. That was a game all the way. You know, it wasn't, it was, it was ended up a touchdown. It was tied late. Um, they're going to be fine. We kind of had the same conversation, I think, last week that we just had uh, about West Branch a little bit. But Muscatine gave up a bunch of rushing yards in the first week. I had that in my capsule. West got their running game going last week. So it wasn't a surprise. Uh, you know, West ran for 346 yards last week against Muscatine after running for 95 against Kennedy. Um, Kennedy's always good We on defense. They're always good up front. But kind of what I was talking about, about what West Branch needs to do, um, the confidence thing I think is big, Rob. And you have, you have a new quarterback, a freshman quarterback. You have a senior playing eye back, but he's playing eye back for the first time. You have a veteran offensive line, but all your skill guys are new. I think last week was exactly what it – not just to not just to put up stats or anything like that, but you run stuff all week in practice in high school football, and you get to a game and you're playing a top ten team, and they I mean they scored twenty points in that game, but all of a sudden things are a little bit harder. I think that's a great way to open the season. Then you come back, you know this. I have as much respect for the West High coaching staff as anybody anybody that does this. You know Garrett Hartwig and Andrew Durham and Tyler Mead and those guys. You know they're going to do an incredible job. But then you get a chance to put it, you know, get the bullets flying again and, and do that stuff in live action. Um, Jack Wallace, 11 of 16 for 151 yards last week, no interceptions. 
Um, that's a great game for a freshman quarterback. You know, Mason Applegate rushes for 200 yards and four touchdowns, but you look at some of the other guys that got carries. Ashton Honore got 30 yards. Um, Devontae Morris got 44 yards. So they got some other guys, you know, the ball in their hands. They had three, seven guys make a catch last week. Um, and those are all guys that haven't caught the ball a bunch in varsity games, Rob, because they lost most everybody from those skill positions last year. So now you come back. Hempstead was a really good team last year. They lost a lot to graduation. And then they start with senior, who I think is pretty tough, really played a tough game with Prairie last week. Um, but, you know, they beat Hempstead in the opener and then Hempstead falls to Pleasant Valley. So this is a game that I think that I like Iowa City West to win if we're, we're picking it. I mean, I, I expect them to go over there and play well, but this isn't your average 0-2 team either. I think this Hempstead team is still going to be pretty tough, especially at home, but they get, um, they get Hempstead and then they get Davenport North at home before the boot. So things set up okay for West, you know, kind of like what I said. I think there's some parallels to West Branch a little bit, um, but they need, they need to play well this week. This is a game that I don't want to say it, you know, worries me, but you see, zero and two. I think this Hempstead team will be all right, Rob. I really do. I think they've been tested pretty well early, but I like the direction that Wes is heading in. When you have a freshman quarterback, I mean, anytime you have a first-year starter, especially when you have a freshman quarterback, every game that he plays is just—he's just going to get better, and he's going to—and more things are going to open up that they can do offensively. Um, so I'm—I'm I'm excited to see where they're at in uh, you know at the end of the month too, because I think they're going to be fine. Should be a. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it should be a very, very good boot this year, um, needless to say. So, yeah, because City High's rolling. Um, I don't know how much you can take from the Jefferson game. The Jefferson program is, we'll say, not in a good place right now. Um, but got a tough, you know, was uh, City High's been dominant the first two weeks. Uh, right. Probably will get a win in Ames. Uh, you never, it's a long trip, so you just, you never know. Um, and then the big measuring stick, and we'll talk more about the Dowling game next week as we're, we, we preview that. But um, heck of a start for, for the new coaching staff at City High and uh, definitely has some momentum now going yeah. forward. And, and this it's exactly how they needed to start. I mean, they needed a good start. They needed some excitement, um, you know, because like you said, you go Ames, Dowling at home, who has been okay the last – eight, nine years. Program. And then West. So, I mean, they needed a good start. They got it. Look, Jefferson, you know, and I, I'm a Cedar Rapids guy. Jefferson's just, you know, they're in an unenviable spot. It's um, unfortunate. It really, you don't like to see anybody. No, I mean, they, they don't have a lot of numbers, whatever. And, and, you know, I give those kids that are playing a ton of credit yeah. and I'm not just saying that. I mean, those kids, I'm sh like, from everything I've heard from the coaches they played, they're, they're, they're playing their butts off. So, Good for those guys. I mean, you know, stick with it, guys. You'll learn a lot more from this than, than just football. So kudos to those kids. I, I, I mean, I, I really mean that. But City, I don't care who you play. At some point, we talk about this in all sports, whether it's a, you know, it's a five-inning no-hitter or things like that, whatever. I don't care who you play. When you have back-to-back -back shutouts, Rob, something they have, and you know, everybody that listens to this knows the history of the City High program like how good they've been. They hadn't done that since 2010. So, I mean, you shut out back-to-back -back teams. I mean, 
you know, you're rolling. I'm not going to get into it too much. We talked about them after Liberty, but they're playing well and, and they're excited and there's, there's belief in what they're doing. And that's a huge thing. Uh, and they've earned it, right? I mean, they're good. So this will be another test for them this week, a little bit of a different test, I think. Um, Ames is coached by former West High coach Brian Souser. So that's kind of a you know, little interesting you know, note in this. But um, uh, he, his son is the quarterback, um, was quarterback at Grinnell, where they were at last year. He's a good player. Um, and then they've got you know, three pretty good receivers, including a, a tight end that I think is uh, – Rob probably knows, but I think is a borderline – you know, F, FBS recruit in Corey Phillips, who's a big bodied kid yeah. and he's got really good stats. I mean, he's six, five, I think they list him at like two seventy, but he is a big dude. I saw him play basketball last year. He's a big guy. He can run. Um, so they've got some targets. They have some other receivers that have good stats too. So I'm sure they're going to, I'm sure they're going to try to throw it around. So it'll be a different challenge, but I'm, I'm I, I am kind of anxious to see, you know, how they kind of stack up to that defensively. But um, not going to get into it a bunch, but but they're rolling, and, and that's what they needed, Rob. Tough loss for Liberty last week. Just hung in there with Linmore, just couldn't, just couldn't pull it out. But uh, that new coaching staff has got to be encouraged by what they saw last Friday. And <laughs> I don't mean the laugh to be mean, but, oh, they, now you have to play Westwood. I mean, I wrote this in my capsules this week. I think they took a big step for because just what we were talking about about City High, how that that win just not even just that they won that game, but but those really all three of those City Liberty games, especially the last two, were as close and as even of high school football games as you could play. I mean, literally, I think they both came down to the last play, or or you know there was a handful of seconds left, two years in a row. So then for City, not just to win it, but to win it the way they did emphatically, it kind of catapulted them. And I was kind of, you know, I was kind of wondering if it would have the opposite effect on Liberty, where it was just a major letdown, because I really hope that wasn't the case, because I thought they had the opportunity to do really good things. Um, And I think just I wasn't at the game, but looking at everything, I think they took a big step forward last week against Linmar, like you said, battled it. You're in that game. That's another you know, 5A school. Uh, but the, the tough thing for them, Rob, is exactly what you just said. <coughs> they get a Western Dubuque team and you look, and you're like, oh, they're 0-2. Well, they lost to Cedar Rapids Xavier, <laughs> who is, you know, a semifinalist last year. And I don't have to go into everything that Xavier's been for the last decade. But they're a semifinalist last year. Their only loss is to North Scott, who won 3A last year, who is who, and that's who Western Dubuque played last week. So they played two of the premier teams in that, you know, class the first two weeks and were relatively competitive. Um, In fact, they were leading Xavier at halftime. I think that was a 14-7 game at halftime, if I remember right. Um, I was kind of following that one along as it was going on. Uh, They were down 14-7 at half, tied it. 14-14 14-14 in the third, and then lost that one 28-14. And then um, North Scott last week was – they were down 26-0 at half, um, scored 13 points in the fourth quarter and lost that one 33-14. But they're going to be good. I mean, you look at what they've done the last – going back however many years, you know, won a 3A championship. I think that was two years ago. 
Um, it's a good program, good players, good athletes. So another big challenge for Liberty. But I, I'm not just saying this, Rob. They go City High, Linmar. They've got Western Dubuque. Then they have Clear Creek at home. And then they, their, their district opener is North Scott. But then after that, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to look this far ahead in a way. Uh, they've got a Mount Pleasant team that's 0-2. Um, they've got a Fort Madison team that's, that's 2-0, but I think is, is a team they can absolutely beat. Burlington's, Burlington's been impressive to start the year. Um, so I don't know. You're looking way down the road and then Clinton. But I, this team has so much new stuff, just like we talked about with some of these other teams. I'm really anxious to see what they do, what they do Friday. Uh, we'll have a reporter at that game. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna continue to get better every week, and they're. Gonna, I think. I just have a feeling. I, I picked them to win last week, and the picks that I do for our for our email, um, the people that get our email blast. I just kind of had a hunch that they bounced back, and they were really close. I just from seeing them against City High, you saw the you saw the glimpses of it on both sides of the ball of how of how good they can be. Um, and when it kind of comes together, I think they're going to take off, Rob. So I, I know I sound overly optimistic about all of these teams, but I really they've they've got I like their quarterback play. Uh, they've got some really talented guys on defense. I really like their wideouts. I mean, they've got you know Amari Thigpen, Jacquez Hall are averaging like combined. They both have four receptions, but those eight receptions have gone for an average of like twenty-two yards. Um, Luke Myers caught some passes last week. He's a really good athlete, great D-back. Um, James McKinney is going to continue to get better at receiver. I, Darius Willis-Newell in the run game. Like I, Griffin Kraft caught a touchdown pass. He's one of their best athletes, one of their best players. Like I really do. I think in, in time with repetition, they're going to have a really dangerous offense, um, much different than the way they were dangerous a couple of years ago. But I really think w- with the right amount of time, they're going to, they're just going to explode one of these games on offense and everybody's going to go, Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Hopefully it's this week. Uh, Cause I think they will take a really good effort for them to get a win this week. But I, I feel like that type of offensive breakthrough is coming. Yep. And I'm sure those guys will embrace these opportunities the next couple of weeks against West, you know, Western Dubuque and Clear Creek and Mana. Both teams are at Liberty. So great opportunity for them to, to get things going. Uh, on the winning side, um, nice win for Solon at Mount Vernon last week, and nice win for Regina at West Liberty last week. Both of those teams look like they're going to be like Solon and Regina usually. Are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a good. Honestly, without getting too far into those two this week, because I'll say this: Solon's got. I. You don't ever look past Williamsburg. Williamsburg's 0-2, and they're kind of similar to Western Dubuque's 0-2. They lost to Regina. Rob, you saw them a little bit. So you lose to Regina, you know, defending state champion. And then they lost 20-0 to to Van Meter, who's a defending state runner-up. So they've lost to two of the best teams that play football, you know, in class 3A or down or whatever. I mean, just two really, really good programs. So um, Williamsburg's struggling to run it. they had negative rushing yards last week against Van Meter, which is probably somewhat indicative of how good Van Meter is up front always. Um, you know, I've watched them enough over the last four or five years to, to know that that doesn't often change, but they're going to have to run it much better against Solon team that's been, you know, that, that had some trouble stopping the run last week against Mount Vernon, which again, that might be a, 
the anomaly a little bit with how well Mount Vernon's running back played, but um, you don't ever look past Mount Vernon or excuse me, Williamsburg. They're going to be good defensively, Rob. They're going to be sound. They're going to be super well coached. Um, I think this will be a good game. I really do. That's where I'm going to be at on Friday. I'm, I'm excited to see Solon offensively. They're averaging 52 points and 500 some yards of total offense on almost 10 yards of play uh, in two games. So it's going to be a good test for their offense. Um, but next Thursday, a week from a week from tomorrow, they go to Assumption, which will be probably their best test of the of the regular season. So, um, you know, we, we'll talk more about Solon and, and City High and, and Regina next week, just based on who they play. Regina's got mm-hmm. next week is one of the best weeks of the season for your prep sports. Um, Solon at Assumption, Dowling at City High. Um, you know, Mediapolis comes to Regina. Mediapolis is a really good team. Davenport North at West, uh, Clear Creek at Liberty. So we've got some really, really tasty matchups next week, which again we'll talk about. But I'll leave it at that for Solon. Um, don't sleep on this Mount Vernon. Or this I keep saying Mount Vernon. This Williamsburg game. Um, all these Wamac teams are running together, Rob. But you know, Williamsburg beat them last year, so I'm sure they'll have their attention. Beat them in the opener, 17-14. Um, so. They're tough physical as always, I'm sure. So this will be a good, probably the best defensive test that, that Solon's had so far. Um, and I'm, I'm anxious to see their offense because the numbers they're putting up right now are, and part of that's, you know, they scored 63 and had really good offensive numbers in, in week one against West Liberty. But uh, I think they're a really complete offensive team right now. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they do against a Williamsburg team that you know is going to play well defensively. Yeah, I'll be up at that one. Are you doing that one Friday? Yes. So we'll be up at that one. Uh, Rob and I will link up. For... Yep. We were in West Branch last week. So Ryan and I like to stay together when we can. So that's uh, that's the plan. But, yeah, I, I think you make a good point, Ryan, in that, especially this point of the season, you know, West is playing a winless Hempstead team. That's you got to look at who these teams have played. Right. That's the important thing here. I mean, Teams could be two and zero oh and have you know don't really have a quality win. It's and zero right. and oh two teams that have played tough teams like Williamsburg and Hempstead. It's important to know that don't just expect these to be walks for the local teams. Yeah, and, and it's it's a balancing act, Rob, because um, with streaming and everything, you can and YouTube people doing stuff like you can go back and watch more than what you've been able to in the past. People like me, but it's a it's a balancing thing because I maybe go too much into how teams have been in the past. Like I just said it about Van Meter. I'm like, oh, I've watched Van Meter. They're always super good up front. Well, this is high school football. I mean, those kids that played for Van Meter four or five years ago when they beat West Branch in the quarterfinals, those kids are all, you know, 21 years old right now in college. Um, so, but I, I'm, I'm really big into, you know, those teams with coaching staff continuity that do things. They don't change, you know, I mean, there's a reason that Harlan's, you know, rank number one every, every these, these a lot of these programs don't really change, right? And that's that's true of our area as well, Rob. I mean, you look at the teams that have su- sustained success, and since we've started your prep sports in these five years, you know, there's coaching continuity. There's there's continuity um, on the coaching staffs. There's there's they the, the programs don't change. So, but I, Rob makes a good point. I mean, and we have a couple really good examples of that this week with. Hempstead, I think a little bit, but man, Williamsburg and Western Dubuque. I mean, if you look at 2A and 3A, 
and you scroll down, you know, you go to quick or you go to varsity bound and, and sort it by standings or however they do it. There's those two stand out as far as the teams that have started 0 and 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be fun. It's just, I mean, Williamsburg's schedule is just loaded, Rob. And and they always want a challenging schedule. I mean, they they really do. You go back and look over the years, but they start with you know Regina and Van Meter. Now they play Solon, you know, who's fifth in 3A. So um, and then uh, they have Centerville in two weeks in a in a um, district game, who I think is fifth or sixth this week in the AP poll in 2A. So four of their first five or whatever it is are just, I mean, they've got a meat grinder. But again, would it surprise me at the end of the year if they're battling for one of those top two spots in their district and they're giving somebody a game in the first round of the playoffs? Of course not. I mean, they're going to play good defense. They're going to get things figured out. Um, you know, and that's why I said, if, I mean, I think Solon, if Solon's going to have the type of season they want to have, this is a game they should probably win. But you look at that and you, that's a great example. Or, you know, Liberty too. You look at these and you're like, oh, we get somebody that's owned too. Well, I mean, early in the season, you're going off whatever data you can find. And the data from the opponents that those two teams are, they're both owned to have played is pretty impressive. Uh, so, I think those will both be good games. I think Liberty, um, you know, has a shot if they continue to play well on offensively to be in that game, of course. Um, and Solon, I think, you know, has a, should, like I said, should probably feels like they should win that game. But man, as you saw last year, never overlook a Williamsburg team. They're going to come to play. No, look forward to that on Friday, getting my first look at Solon, then the week after uh, getting my first look at Liberty and Clear Creek. So that'll be. Um, I'll have seen what, six of our teams through the yep. first three weeks, so we'd be, yep. which will be nice. And then that just leaves City Hall. And I don't get to go out there as much because, thankfully, Amber Seaton is kind enough to shoot photos of those games for us. But maybe I'll make it yeah. out to the boot. Yeah, we have uh, – I should mention, we'll have a reporter at, at Clear Creek, Washington this week too. Um, Clear Creek's at home again, which is, again, another – really interesting game. I mean, those are two one and one teams. And like, like I was just saying, you look for data on all these teams, Rob, two games into the season and you try to figure it out. Well, these teams both have new coaches from a year ago. So you're like, you look at what they did last year with Washington. was a really good team last year. They lost a ton to graduation Um, quarterback, running back receiver, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm really intrigued by this one too. Um, I, I really am. I think that's a really good matchup. I think we have really good matchups this week. We don't have maybe the, the, the matchups don't have maybe the cachet of the matchups next week with some of, you know, Solon assumption should be a ranked matchup. City Dowling should be a ranked matchup. Mediapolis Regina is, gonna, is a district game. Obviously they start district play, but um, West branch of Mac Valley, I think is a pretty good matchup. Um, Washington clear Creek. I think it's a really good matchup. Liberty, Western Dubuque, I think, is a good matchup. You know, Solon Williamsburg. So, um, I like our, I like the matchups this week, Rob. I think we've got some good, good competitive games. Yeah, Clear Creek uh, won the track meet up at Marion, and then Marion played Washington Tough at Kingston yeah. Stadium. So yeah. that should be a good game. That's a great. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Rob. I had kind of forgotten about that. In, in, and again, Wash opened with Jeff. So you know, truthfully, like, what do you take from that? It was lopsided, but I really, in my mind, I thought wash would, um, that was a Thursday night game at Kingston last week, that wash Marion game. Um, 
I, I thought Wash would win that by more. So I was impressed. And that's not, you know, a slide on Marion or Clear Creek. I just thought, um, you know, what Wash would, would handle them. And so, you know, Marion obviously is, is a good team. I think they've proven that. And so that's another all in two team that the record doesn't tell the story. Right. I mean, that exactly. I mean, you look at who they've played and the game, the type of games they've played. So yep. it's always fun to look at it, for, you know, now and then look at it in week, not even the end of the season, but week five or six, and then look mm-hmm. at it again going into the playoffs and see kind of how all these things even out. Cause there's all these things that you're like, this doesn't make sense. And then you look at it later and sometimes it does. <laughs> sometimes in eight weeks, they still don't make sense, but um, you know, that's, that's, that's sports, right. And that's football. So we'll see. The famous that's football line, right, Rob? Yes, that was uh, – we won't go into that. There's no need for it. I just yes. find myself saying that a lot now, <laughs> like without even really thinking about it. I think a lot of people say that a lot now. Um, yeah, so we will uh, look for at your prep sports, the capsules, the previews for all of these games that we discussed and the teams we talked about. Um Ryan and I will be out at uh, cross country tomorrow night, Thursday night, September the 9th. Uh, we'll have a, he and I will be at Solon together on Friday night and we'll have other games. What other games are we at on Friday? You said uh, Clear Creek, right? And Wash? Yes. And uh, Western Dubuque and, and Liberty. Okay. So we'll have uh, stories on those three and then also roundups on the other uh other meets and then there's volleyball this weekend there's more cross country so check out your prep sports for uh for everything previews and then competition stories uh we'll keep you up to date on all the area teams um anything else you want to hit on ryan before we say goodbye for the week no i think that's it um we'll try to be we'll try to be more organized next wednesday actually i think these are going all right being unorganized so maybe we can just continue to be unorganized because we're good at that it actually does lead to a maybe a little bit more of an element of just, you know, kind of it's not so I don't have a list of things I'm trying to get it's to. Not you know, rigid. We kinda, We're, yeah, it's not rigid. We're not like locked into anything. We can just kind of float around and babble. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's gone pretty well, but I just I, we're living on the edge, Rob, because this this train could go off the tracks at any moment. Yeah, that's a story about my life. So <laughs> Rob's done a good job of keeping me on task. If you know me, you know, it doesn't take much for me to get. I do that thing a lot when I, when I'm talking to people, I'm sure I've done it to Rob or when I'm talking to my wife, where I just start talking and five minutes later, I just go silent and my wife's like, you can't, you can't make your way back to the start of this conversation. Can you? <laughs> and I'm like, nope. I totally, I don't even know what we were talking. I'm like seven degrees off what we were originally talking about. So. It's a skill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening to the seven nation podcast. Check out Your Prep Sports for all the great coverage throughout the week. And we will be back next Wednesday to talk some more local sports. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.